0: Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Anthony Gethers. Anthony is a Brooklyn, New York based photographer who specializes in photographing sports, portraiture, and documentary work. Anthony has worked with clients such as ESPN, Adidas, Instagram, and the New York Times, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Anthony about how he got into photography, studying at SVA, And I also speak to Anthony about his experience serving in the Marine Corps. Anthony is someone whose work I really have a lot of respect for. So it was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him. So I hope you enjoy it. And thanks so much for listening.
1: All right. Well, Anthony Gethers, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for taking the time to come down here and do this, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely woke me up this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we got it got it going early, but definitely psyched to talk to you. Our uh, mutual friend Clay Patrick McBride, uh, the unofficial sponsor of this podcast, <laughs> helped me uh, link this up, so thanks, Clay. Um, and uh, I guess just to kind of start off, I was just kind of curious, uh, where you have been working on lately, like last month or so, where you kind of been shooting?
2: Uh, so between, all right, so I just finished a portrait shoot for the New York Times, local story. Uh, calls himself a swipe um he used to well as you know in new york city is it was illegal to give like homeless people swipes on the subway so uh he's been doing that on 125th street for about a decade or so and
1: uh so the new york times sent me to Harlem to go photograph him that was cool so he's kind of spent like a day with him kind of or just a couple you know, hours
2: just a couple, couple hours you know just getting to know him and you know shooting around the subway um and it's weird because it's like usually i work on sports but the New York Times, they gave, uh, they've been giving me like, uh, how can I say, off-brand shoots, okay. which has been helping me, and uh, and I actually enjoy them. They just send me in these, yeah. ran- shoot, these random people from all walks of life. Um, also, I'm uh, testing out the Sony A9 for Sony.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. They just kind of gave you the camera and try to get feedback on it pretty much?
2: Yeah, they they like, hey, yeah, go shoot, go shoot whatever sporting thing you do, and
1: and uh, give us give us some feedback
2: and that's stuff. cool.
1: Are you sold on it? You like it?
0: Because
1: um, what are you? What are you Canon guy, Nikon guy? I'm a
2: Canon guy, and and I like the Sony for what it does. Yeah. But I, I one thing is I need a rugged body because <laughs> I'm hard between <laughs> being in being in uh and and beat up gyms and everything and mm-hmm. um and just like. When I'm out in the field, you know, as a photographer, I, I treat it the same way as, like, when I was a Marine, you know, like, I, I need my gear to be... Uh,
1: battle-tested. Yeah, I need
2: my gear to be battle-tested. With the Sony, I'm like, I don't want to crack this. <laughs> yeah, it is,
1: it is funny. I've held it, and it's, like, such a smaller camera. I know they're amazing cameras, but I think it is, like, a weird transition because they're so much smaller than if you're normally shooting with, like, a big yeah, DSLR. Yeah, my
2: hands are like this. <laughs> to, and because it's, like, the lens... Lens to body it, It's not proportionate. Okay? Yeah And I'm like Yo I don't want to break this camera <laughs> This camera hurts my hand But uh-huh. uh, other than that Between that And then I'm just in the studio You know practicing Okay Just keeping Keeping the lighting Keeping the lighting skills intact. So
1: Oh that's cool So you like doing studio work stuff too Because I know looking at your website A lot of it's like You're in the gyms And kind of on location But the studio stuff Something you kind of like uh...
2: Yeah I, Like Because I, there's nothing Like it. it's You know um Especially when I like bring different fighters and mm. and uh, and like rappers and stuff in the studio, mm-hmm. um, it's different because then you it's you get to like you get to spend time and like really talk to them and find out what's in their head and what they're thinking and
1: yeah, you get a little yeah. more time. It's not like rushed and yeah, stuff. it's
2: not rushed like you know you, you it's not rushed like if I was shooting a concert or a fight. Um, so and, and plus Clay got me on that, got me in the. Guy gave me a studio bug, so I'm just like, whenever I got time to like use light, I'm like, yeah, let's just go in and do
1: something. That's cool, man. I, and I would imagine like a lot of times, like working in the studio, you're working on lighting. You can probably bring those on location too, oh. if like you're shooting important stuff, so you can kind of apply those kind of multiple yeah. situations. You feel like you that's
2: can- that's what I do. Um, especially if I'm shooting a training camp or I'm shooting... whatever I'm shooting, I just like I like those same skills that you know I learned. I I'll bring them on location and um i'll just i'll just play i'll make something and if if that's if that something works then i'm like okay let me let me keep using that so yeah and uh and people like for example i've been uh photographing this one athlete uh david branch he fights for the in the ufc's middleweight division mm-hmm. uh, i've been working with him for since since i was in a, an sva in 2012. So. wow so I started photographing his camps and his, his training camps and his fights and so once once i learned the studio stuff from clay then I was like okay how can i apply this to like his training camps and mm. everything i'm doing with him yeah and uh and then that kind of kicked off and i'm like okay let me go bring that same principal to everybody yeah and i'm photographing now so
1: that's cool man so you were kind of shooting this fighter back when you're still in school was it something you were kind of just shooting for like this yourself at the time it's yeah kind
2: of- i was just because uh so when i came back home from the marine corps in i want to say august 2012 yeah it wasn't like because i was coming out of the marine corps at 22 mm. so at that time you got to have it at, you know, at that age, you know, I I figure, all right, yo, you gotta have your shit together, and the, there's no more hell. I don't know what I want to do. It's yeah. like, yo, you gotta, like, now's the time. You gotta act on it. You gotta, yeah. you Gotta get on it, cause you you're already at a at a crutch. You know, you got these 18 year old kids you're going to college <laughs> with. You know, they're, you know, you know, you you don't have that luxury of, yeah. You know, figuring, taking forever to figure it out. So I was like, all right, what's one thing that I can't stop like enjoying that sport. So mm-hmm. as soon as I got in the SVA, like right right after just leaving the Marine Corps, coming home, I was like, yo, let me go, let me start photographing sports. Let me start go photographing, fighting. So um, I used to sneak, like I started at like, um like, regional stuff or you know city stuff because mm-hmm. they used to have um they still do they have this uh thing called friday night fights It's a muay thai uh organization in the city they they it's a platform for like amateur fighters and like uh newly turned pros to test their okay skills or whatever so i always like every damn it, every friday per month up to my junior year, um I'll always shoot these fights and I'll make contacts with the fighters and yeah, so on and so forth. So, yeah, I like as soon as I got home, I hit the ball running. I even like snuck into like this big kickboxer fight. Um, my eyes off the beginning of my sophomore year, I was like, because I mean, even now, I was, I was like, yo, I'm hungry, I'm, I gotta go get it. <laughs> the fire was <would> burning, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then, um, That's, and again, yeah, you know, coming home. 22 in my head i thought look you ain't got no time to waste you can't be sitting here
1: bullshitting yeah in
2: SVA. you gotta get on the ball you gotta get on the ball
1: now that's smart man and i guess yeah this kind of go back a little bit how you say you're kind of in the marines i guess um to go back even a little further like where did you grow up and like what are kind of like some of your earliest memories of like photography when you kind of started like noticing um, so
2: i grew up in bed in the bed style section of brooklyn okay and uh and especially in the 90s mm-hmm. so um, I, when I, I discovered photography in the, I want to say seventh grade. Um, cause at the time I was, I was drawing, I was drawing comic books and Okay. Shit. Wow. And just one day, uh, my history teacher, he was like, cause he always knew how I drew in class. I, like I, I, like history, I knew history like the back of my hand, but when he was teaching, I was always drawing. Mm-hmm. and he's like yo you wanna you wanna get in this camera contest I'm like the hell are you talking about <laughs> and he's like hey look I ain't got nobody to enter this contest if you want you, can, you know we can enter it I was like sure why not what's the what's the worst that can happen so um, it's this photo contest sponsored by uh, Washington Mutual Bank I don't know if anybody remembers that that's like <laughs> old bank yeah that discontinued and um and this was when, like, I think the first Canon Power shot came out. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they, they gave us a camera. I lost the context because my, my photos were horrible. <laughs> everybody starts there. <laughs> yeah. And 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 But I, I loved it, you know, getting out in the community, taking pictures, people finding out, like, mm. finding out, like, who they are and stuff. And, like, everybody, everybody in the community knew me already. So it was just like, Had oh, all right, cool. Yeah, he's just taking out pictures. This was before people got paranoid about cameras. And, yeah, yeah and uh i was like "Yeah, i really love this shit so um so went to high school now high school i went to uh graphic communication arts it was a vocational high school oh wow and so if you know anything about new york city new york city i don't know what it's like now but like new york city and abundance of vocational high schools so being in graphic arts was one of them and they had a, they had photography and i was like hmm let me go give this a look I didn't have a portfolio though, because you need a portfolio to get in. Okay. So I went through the journalism route. Okay. Because they had a journalism. It it was kind of like college. You pick your major, mm-hmm. and then you and then you focus on your major for four years till you graduate college. Okay. So I picked the I picked the journalism major, but I got out the end of my, uh, no, actually I got out the middle of my freshman, because I was like, I don't want to be spending,
1: like my career writing i hate I yeah, hate yeah, yeah. I want, you want to be out in the streets shooting photos but. yeah you know
2: I, I like and i like working with my hands better than just sitting at a desk and writing mm-hmm. like so um so i went through the back door and uh yeah they i went to photo program we like i didn't touch a digital camera until i got out the marine corps oh wow in uh high school I went to they taught nothing but film so it was like learning 35 dark, millimeter dark room dark room like we shot every film know the man four by five 35 millimeter 120 okay they so they taught us they taught
1: us like damn man no shit that sounds like a cool high school man i, I went to vocational high school but i went for electrical like yeah. wired wire, wire, <laughs> houses and i wish i was shooting
2: four by five man <laughs> yeah yeah like the only thing though was uh with with grad it sounds like a cool school but like you know, it, it had some. It, it had its faults. You know, between okay. between you know the gangs fighting and oh, yeah. it was it was it was a hellhouse.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: at the hellhouse, it was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. It, so, um, yeah, we we you know learning photography in, in in high school. I was like, yo, can this be a career? And then you know, the people, the teachers I had around me, they were like, yo, this could really be a career. Okay. So. And we learn. In the same token, we learned video too, which I had an upper hand on because, um, outside of school, I would work on documentaries about uh, Vietnam veterans and stuff. Just so, for yourself, this kind of like it was. It was. It was a. It, you could call it an internship. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, so once it was teaching us video, and I was like, "Yo, I already know and He was like, "You serious?" like you're lying i was like all right they they <laughs> stuck me on a computer with adobe premiere yeah and i turned into the class editor <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. so uh after high school um because there was no scholarships or nothing like i like i was one of the top students and mm-hmm. i knew um I, I knew my shit you know as far as photography and where i wanted to go but because there was no money i was like all right so what's the next step? And plus I wasn't ready for college then. Believe yeah. me, I was wild as shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Like
2: <laughs> I, I was fucking out of my mind. Right, I was like if I if I go to if I go to college now where well, am I? Oh no. It's <laughs> it's going to be a waste of time. So I was like, "All right, so what's the next step?" So I was like, "All right, you always wanted to be a Marine." Okay. Let's go do that. So which the recruiters were surprised. They were like, "You came to us. We didn't come to Yeah, I went to them. I was like, "Look, man, I want to do this. And It was like what job? I was like infantry.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. So instead of being so, a so duck, you were kind of always thinking about the Marines while you're in high school. Even when you're doing the photography, you kind of thought that was something you were kind of wanted to do. Yeah, just you
2: know, because like I like the thing with me is I'm goal oriented. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I got something I, I want to do, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go try to find a way to do it. Yeah. And you know, instead of panicking after high school, oh no, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like, all right, let me go, let me go, go to the Marine Corps, and let me go. Be a part of the infantry, which is like what the Marine Corps is known for, the mm. fighting. So I was like, because I, in my head, I was like, all right, if you're gonna be a Marine, be it all the way. Don't, don't half-ass it. Don't yeah. get a desk job. Go, go be in it. So, yeah. um, I spent the next, I spent the four years from, and I left right after high school. So mm-hmm. it was like couple of, I think it was a couple of weeks, and then I was out to South Carolina. Wow. So,
1: um. Yeah, what was, like, your mindset at that point? Were you thinking, like, you might be, like, a career military guy, or were you always just kind of had the mindset you're kind of going to get in there, kind of do your time, and then get back into photography? Do you, you kind of remember what you were thinking back then? Um, at first,
2: it was just like, yo, just focus on this. Yeah. And we'll, we'll worry about what happens later down the line. So, went to boot camp, went to school infantry. Yeah. I get to Fleet Marine Force um next thing you know we get the call like right around the yank when the yankees wanted tw- 27th world title yeah that we was going to margin oh so that first deployment it was i was just focused on deployment and then i saw a combat camera and i was like yo i hate you guys because you guys got the job. Like, I, I'm like, I could see myself doing. So, like, as far as
1: photography. So they had like photographers embedded that like work with the marines, like with. them? Yeah,
2: like they was, they would be on the battlefield with us. Like
1: we would be fighting, they'll, they'll take the pictures and hmm. stuff like that. So they just use that kind of stuff internally, or what are those? Yeah, they
2: use it internally for like their the publications hmm. and like um, government assets or whatever. But, okay. Like, something, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I like to think the universe likes to talk to me and give me clues and stuff. <laughs> so, when I see these compact camera guys, I'm like, oh, shit, wait. And it just sparked me. I was like, yo, I got to get back into photography. Yeah. But let me not, let me focus on the task of Hannah's, like, making it home alive. And then Seriously. we'll figure it out. <laughs> so, the second deployment came. Mm. Went back out to the Helmand Province. Now, if you know anything about the Helmand Province, yeah. it is by far, one of the worst places in Afghanistan, and if you don't have your head on your swivel, mm. you'll be in somebody's wooden box. So, um, so I just spent, you know, the old my like when I was on deployment, it was just like, just make it home, make sure your buddies right and left making home, yeah. do your job as a machine gunner, as a machine gunner, um, just do your job, and then we'll worry. Then once everything's dies down, we'll worry about college. Yeah. So. Um. So after deployment was done, I have because I saw a copy camera again on the second deployment. I was like, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna make this fucking work." Give me the camera. Yeah, <laughs> give me the camera. Because I was getting out, and you know, my body, my body was, you know, it was just done. I was just like, I was mentally checked out. Like I, like you know, like the Marine Corps provided me with lots of memories through the guys I uh. I fought right besides, but I like I was at that point, I was like, I'm not re enlisted, I need to get back into photography. Yeah, um, like when we, whenever we had Liberty, I like no shit bought a Nikon D40 and I was just like shooting, yeah, practicing. I, I had no again, I like and I was just coming off like the high school knowledge I had. So,
1: this was, is this is when you kind of got done with your second deployment, yeah,
2: when I came, I came back home and um, and then I was looking at photography colleges okay and i was like oh i didn't know they had college for this kind of thing so um i only applied to sva i didn't okay. apply to any other school which was weird because you know you're supposed to have options but yeah. i was like nah fuck that yeah um also at the time because i used to collect a lot of uh rap magazines okay and coincidentally I had the issue where clay shot jay-z and Kanye.
1: Oh, the White the
2: House, guy. yeah. Yeah, now, you know, I, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I read through it and then applying. Because I, I read everything in the magazine. So I saw Clay's name for some strange reason. And then I'm applying to SVA. And I'm looking through the course. And I see his name. I was like, it would be smart of you to apply to this school. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't look at NYU. I didn't look at Syracuse and all the school. I was just like, yo, SVA, yeah. that's the thing. So um filled out the application. Mm-hmm you need a portfolio, so I just took all my action figures and made portraits out of action figures. Oh,
1: wow, that's like still life stuff and all that? Yeah,
2: and I just took like my lamp light and, and uh next thing you know, and what was crazy is I, on top of having a portfolio, I went to see the guidance counselor in a suit. I, like I was not fucking playing. Wow. Because I didn't have that much time to hand him on a portfolio. I had like literally like a week, and I just like, yo, here here's all my materials, here's the write-up, blah, 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 next thing you know, get a letter, hey, you're in. Yeah,
1: that's interesting, and the one thing I was kind of curious is talking to you, being that you, like, because how many years were you in the military? Four. Four, Four. like, going through that experience, I mean, I don't know anything about the military, I've never served, but I would imagine it's a real structured environment, and you kind of have, like, a routine of what you guys do every day, do you, do you think that kind of helped with, like, how you are now because it's just talking to you you seem like you kind of have like a real goal oriented you know what you want to shoot yeah do you think like going through that military experience kind of helped you like or
2: well the marine corps it's organized chaos (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i mean like there's absolutely nothing struck like as far as chain of command and like um like all the admin bullshit is structured okay being that it's especially you know being a, being a warfighter, fighter, mm. have been a warfighter, It's or it's just chaos. It's like one minute, it like the the everything's organized, but like it's like especially in like garrison, like what we call like when there's you're not in the field or anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's usually mundane, You get up PT at like okay. five o'clock in the morning, and yeah. then go eat out, and then you go train. Yeah, you go you go train for combat all day. Then you get off work. Yeah. But then once like you get the call, like yo, we got we got a date. And it's like now we got to prepare for combat. So you're in the field it's like and
1: focus time.
2: Yeah. And then there's is like a lot of madness and chaos going on. Yeah. But you learn to stay disciplined in that chaos. Yeah. You take your skill set. You take, and even in the infantry, it's not as like do what I say. It's more of like okay, here's a mission, and like using the skills and everything you've learned, including your own judgment. Yeah. Go like go carry. Everyone know?
1: has their role. Yeah, and-
2: everybody has their role, everything, but and there's no holding your hand. It's yeah. like, yo, once you get the information and you train with it, it's like, all right, now go apply and train it and then in, in combat. So and plus like the infantry, it's a hundred percent it's it's a how can I say? It's a wolf pack. Okay. So you learn to You learn to survive You learn yeah. to, Like by any means Get it done Yeah So that helped That that part It's not so much The structure Cause I'm I'm a guy I'm, I'm a habitual Line stepper Okay So I'm, I'm a guy who I listen within The parameters But then I kind of go And like <laughs> Winging off a bit. Like I Like I'm not gonna lie to you Like As far as like As far as my job As a machine gunner Yeah I did a damn good job but Okay like As far as like Being like you know the marine that like, you know, it's all about uniforms mm-hmm. and and I was I sucked at it.
1: But like you, you put me in combat. You put me in the field and yeah. like, yeah, like I performed perform good in, in the field that's interesting man i would imagine like with photography do you feel like you can kind of take a lot of those skills you learn when the militaries kind of apply because it's like the as you know the photography world's so competitive and it's like so competitive. And you like you really just have to make stuff happen on your own like yeah. no one's gonna come at you you got it like you're looking at your instagram you're always shooting you're always creating new work and you're, you feel like you just kind of constantly have to like make those opportunities happen for yourself yeah because uh
2: even going into SVA, I wasn't, I wasn't in the exact mind. Like I, I didn't think as a full-time student. I was like, yo, look, I didn't think as a full-time student. I was like, all right, look, you just can't sit here and just just be a student. You gotta apply this shit now. Like, yeah. If you, wanna, if you want if you want, if you want to go be shooting for magazines mm-hmm. and stuff, and you want you, you gotta do a. Uh, you, you we just got to use this place as a platform definitely and, you know um meeting clay again that's the universe <laughs> know. you know doing its work yeah. I, once i met clay i already knew i was like look this is my guy <laughs> this is it like because you know going to SBA like yeah every, like a freshman year was like yeah you know they got to coddle everybody and it's cool and then you know it gets you back on top but then you know i was like look i got now yep. now's the time i don't want to be sitting just being a student, yep, and just like you know, yeah. going through the studies, I was like, "Look, we got to apply this shit now. We got to find a way to like get it going and get it going." Yeah, because I like even I was think in college, I was like, "Look, I don't want to just I don't want to be one of these students that like figuring it out a senior." Year. I was like, I'm, "Let's figure I'm this shit yeah. out now." you
1: ready. I think that's like this talking to so many photographers like over the last seven months. I think you have to have that attitude. You you almost have to. There's like a sense of like not like cocky but a little bit like you have to be like i'm good enough now i'm ready to shoot assignments like even back when i was in school i felt like that i was like because i look at work i was like i can do this i think you almost you have to have that confidence yeah no,
2: you know that's one thing about me like i like it's the confidence yeah i was like look i can be doing this yeah um i was like let me go get the knowledge to Mm -hmm. be able to do this and then we just go and Mm -hmm. straight because i like again i was like look you know, especially coming out of the Marine Corps, like, they instill <laughs> nothing but confidence yeah. in you. They're, like, yeah. it through, from boot camp yeah. to school of infantry to yeah. you get out into the actual fleet, Marine Force. You know, it like, especially um, infantry or just, like, any warfighter. Yeah. It's like, yo, if you don't believe in your skills and what you can do, yeah. you're going to get somebody killed. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, like, something bad can happen to you or whatnot. And, yeah. You know, and... Because it's a, it's a men's club, yep. Like you have no other choice but to be confident, or so you're gonna get stopped. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking that same mentality is like, okay, mm. I can do like, this photography thing, I can do this. Yeah. It's just like, go get the knowledge, go get the skills. Mm-hmm. But you can, because I was looking at magazines, I'm like, yo, I
1: can do this. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, I wanna be doing <laughs> this, and it's like,
2: all right. It's just something in my head was like, yo, just, it was just like, once you get to SVA, don't get comfortable. Yep. You use this place mm-hmm. to elevate yourself. You know don't wait till senior year to figure everything out because yeah. you know come graduation time like everybody
1: everybody's gonna be in a rat race to try to get their portfolio it. together yeah like, and i'm
2: like nah i don't i don't like waiting for shit i'm nah. like if i can go get it i'm gonna go get it now
1: <laughs> yeah man that's a good attitude to have and like i guess like when you're an sva like looking at all the work you do now it's like sports did you kind of already have, like, a goal in mind for the type of work you wanted to do while you were in SVA? Were you still shooting sports at that time, or what kind of stuff? No, I
2: already had in my head what I wanted to shoot, and it was just a matter of, like, once I met Clay, mm-hmm. the floodgates opened. Because <laughs> I, I tell you, like, so I met Clay because SVA was holding a gallery, I think, on a, I think near the pier. Okay. They got, like, a couple of galleries over there. And I remember I had this big black backpack that I always carry, and I was just looking around, and I met him in the elevator. I was like, who the hell is this tattooed white guy talking to me? And I'm like, all right, whatever. Try to get the info. Whatever. Yeah. And we started talking. He's like, you should take my class. And in my head, I'm like, oh, so this is Clay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And, and prior to that, a lot of students was like, yo, he's the devil. He, yo, he's the absolute worst. He made kids cry, da, da, da. And I'm like, that's the guy I want. I don't. I don't want nobody to hold my hand. I'm like, yo,
1: I, I need the info. And he's a guy that's done, done it all. Done, it all. done like, it all.
2: And I'm like, yo, I'd rather go to him than go to some t- some professor that's not gonna give a damn. Yeah. Or that's gonna baby me. I'm like, yo, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I need. Yeah. I need a guy like that to, you know, put me in the right direction. So, I, you know, I was one of those bold ones to go apply for his class. Let me tell you, it was the best thing I could have done. Mm. during my time in college because aside from the lighting because I like he he will tell you I like I I have this obsession that I need like because I'm like in college I was like because I'm behind on the eight ball unlike all the other students I got to work harder yeah because again you know most of the most of the students most of the fellow students i went to school with they were they already knew you know they knew photo history and yeah yeah they knew the ins and outs of photography and i'm i'm coming out of like uh i'm coming out the marine Corps. i'm like yo i don't know shit for shit yeah but i'm like all right so we got to make that up for work ethic and you know once clay once i once i was in clay's class i was like all right this is the class that's going to have give you that's going to allow that work ethic mm-hmm. You know to to play for you so um you know taking clay's class learning the lighting technique shooting setting up the studio yeah um i always got my hands dirty in his class and you know he once he saw that and I, you know i got it i started talking to him i showed him my book i was like hey look listen you no know, other teachers you know the teachers giving me a critique i'm asking them, but nobody's giving me like an honest mm. critique i showed him my book i was like hey what do you think and um and he broke it down for me so much even to the point like we started forming this bond. Um during the, even during the Christmas break, like when I had when I had him, instead of me just sitting home, he's like, Hey you should come to my house, let me show, show me what you've been working on. Yeah. So instead of like spending the holidays like relaxing and sitting on my ass, I like me and Clay, we looked at my work and we was figuring it out. Yeah. And, you know, we was throwing away stuff, putting stuff in and he was he was giving me not just like photo advice but life advice how to make it, how to, how to make it out here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he started introducing me to like, to, you know, the different
1: people around him like uh,
2: Brad Smith works oh, over S- at, he used to be at
1: SI. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, now he's over at WWE. Okay. Um. Yeah, like when I went to see Brad um, through Clay, you know, he, they, that was another guy I was like showing my book to and we was sitting down, like I didn't expect to get a job. I was just like, look, I just need, I just need Feedback, help. yeah. You know, I want to get better, and, you yeah. know, so to Brad and Clay um and then I met Al Bell along the way that was that trifecta, and they all <laughs> kind of they all helped me out. so uh then when it was time cuz Clay put a bug in my ear it was like hey you should apply for the Eddie Adams workshop
1: okay you went to that
2: yeah which is, which was like oh all right
1: I yeah. didn't know that existed. Yeah. Cool. For people like listening, like what, it, like if you could explain what is the Eddie Adams workshop?
2: So the Eddie Adams workshop, it's a four day, it's a four day course, um, bringing together the best and brightest, uh, young photographer, student photographers and working photographers. Yep. Um, from all walks, whether they're a portrait photographer, whether they're photojournalism photographer, sports photographer, whatever. Yep. Yeah, um, they all meet up upstate New York.
1: And I believe you have to like, you have to write an essay to even get accepted got, to it. Yeah, you
2: got to write an essay and have a strong portfolio to get in. Oh yeah. So yeah, like they, I was like, oh, so you ain't got to. This is by merit. All right, cool. I'm with that. So you have to write an essay and you know you have to have a book, um, which, Brad and Clay and. Al helped me out with because I I was like, look, I'm I'm new at this shit. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, you know, and so we so we spent the first time I applied, I didn't get in because at first I was like, all right, let me just let me just work on like editing my portfolio. I was like, I'm not expecting shit. The second time though, got in. It was like, all right, look, I need to get in. I need to get in. <laughs> yeah, like because again, I was in that mentality like, yo, I want to be making it as a photographer. I don't want to be sitting waiting until graduation to figure anything yeah, out i want to get shit going now yeah.
1: so be in the mix
2: yeah i, went, I was like because i in my head i knew i was like look i can i can do this i can be in the mix with uh the, the rest of the world yeah like again that confidence from the marine corps is just like look i can i can be amongst the best best and brightest so why not apply that same mentality to photography yeah uh, all i needed was uh, and thankfully I had, I had the help and you know, I had the life advice that, you know, the three men mm-hmm. gave me. So once I got in, I was like, oh, shit. All right. All right. It's game on now.
1: Game time. Now I yeah, really step it up. Because I would imagine, like, going to, I've never been to Eddie Adams Workshop, but I've definitely, like, looked at online and videos. Yeah. And, yeah, like, how was that experience? Because there is so many amazing photographers. You feel like, is it just, like, a competitive environment or are people just, like... Because you basically get put into a group, if I read correctly, with like yeah. different photographers and you kind of work on a project pretty yeah. much.
2: Like once I, like some people took it as a competitive thing. I just took it as like, yo, be an open book. Yeah. Grab as much information as you can. Yeah. Because like, again, I was like, I wasn't too concerned with being competitive with everybody.
0: Yeah.
1: You
2: know, cause I'm the type of guy, look, you put me in an environment, you put me in with new people and there's information to go get.
1: You're going to learn. I'm going to learn. Yeah, cause they bring they bring like amazing photog- like Clay teaches there. They get like SI photographers, yeah. like Magnum guys, like the guys that are like legends in the game. Like yeah. you just gonna you, there's no no other time like when are you ever gonna get to spend four days with some guy who's like shot for SI for twenty five years or something, you know? Right, I'm
2: like yo, defamations the there, go listen. And on top of that, like meeting the other photographers in the team, you mm-hmm. know, it was just like I, I just took it as like yo, just go up there with open mind. Learn. Don't go over there thinking you're gonna outshoot everybody, or you're gonna try. Cause I didn't even know there was an award show until okay. like the <laughs> night of. I was like, "What the hell going on?" <laughs> I was like, "All right, whatever, fuck it." At least I got. At least I got what I needed, you know, mm. um, which was the information and you know wisdom and you know getting to meet new people. Yeah. That was like not in the art school bubble. That were like out doing it and yeah. um and just different 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 folks see see what their thought process was like and um you know i wind up walking away with people i call friends yeah you know? and I, I again it was just like hey, look just go up there with open mind mm-hmm. see what it is about yeah. it is i mean they picked you out of like how many people so you must mean you, you must bring something to the table yeah and uh and that was the best decision i ever made yeah, I would
1: imagine it being a pretty motivating uh, experience just getting to be around that like uh thing you feel like it just kind of like got you inspired and kind of pushed you even further once you went yeah. through that four, that four days
2: yeah because I'm like yo they chose me for a reason so if they, if they think I got something then it's like all right god damn it you gotta go and like you gotta lift you gotta live to that potential you know yeah you gotta go and like if they picked you they think you you know you're 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 that good then you know once you leave this workshop then it's like mm-hmm. like once I look that so, once we came, once I came back to Brooklyn, that yeah. Monday I went back to school. Yeah. Like, I was like, yo, it's, it's really on now. <laughs> like, I, let me go work in overtime. And, uh, you know, I was like, I honestly can say throughout until graduation day, max time I got sleep was like three to four hours. Wow. Because, uh. Once I came once I came back from Eddie Az workshop, I was just like, Look, man. Sweet. I like that new like something just came over me, was like, yo. why
1: wanna push yourself.
2: Yeah. And so like I like you know, when I was shooting like all these fighters and stuff, I was pushing new ideas on them. I was like, yo, let's try this, this <laughs> that. <Yeah. laughs> let me let me try telling you a story from a different angle. Yeah. Um and then at that and then something happened. Cause, uh prior to so at the Eddie Adams workshop, aside from showing my portfolio, because they have photo uh, editors there to look at your work, they call it the 12 a.m Club. So you spend so after a whole day's worth of instruction and out in the field shooting, yeah, you go and sit down with these editors from midnight to like 3 a.m, showing them your book. Damn. And I you know, I showed my stuff to Instagram, which was like unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because uh, I'm thinking, yo, fuck Instagram's here for? It. Yeah. All right, whatever. Show my book. Next thing you know, months later, I get a call from uh, the photo liaison, uh, Taru Koyama. Okay. He runs everything. He He's like the photo guy who, like... He puts on photographers on Instagram, and like features them.
1: Oh, doing... oh, works for Instagram. Yeah, he works
2: for Instagram, okay. and um, like he, he gets the people, the, the big wigs over Instagram. To, like, oh, damn, features. So, because um, he found my work through it was a it was kickboxing and Angela Hill, who she was the fr- she's the first person I, I was photographing, like, um, she about f- I think five six oh, okay. or whatever black. She was the first, and it's, you know, usually, like, when you hear sports photographers, they, like, usually they shoot male, males first. This, for me, it was reverse. She was the first, like, athlete I was photographing. Wow. So, and he found my work through, because uh, she entered the UFC's strawweight Tournament, because they opened up a new mm-hmm. division. And, you know, I followed her for about three years and everything. And, you know, ES, after. After they, after she entered the tournament, ESPN found her, and you know they did a story on it. It was like, where are all these pictures coming from? And you know she pointed my direction, and uh, she wanted to put the work. I think on her fan page or whatever. Yeah. And next thing you know, we're talking, you know, and months after that, um, I think this was during my junior year, junior senior year. I was on the U.S.S. Baton. Uh, working on the project for Instagram photographing
1: wow that's in, it that's interesting so they hired you to shoot photos for Instagram I didn't realize they did that yo unheard of <laughs> yeah and this was, th- that was so
2: like coming off of that and this was during the Memorial Day weekend like after that I was like all right, have these people hired me out of nowhere yeah because they think the work is good and it's like all right yeah,
1: now, validated yeah. Um, so, was that your first assignment you ever got? That um, was, like,
2: big. My, my first big, like, major assignment.
1: That's pretty cool, yeah. And, like, looking at your Instagram now, you're really uh, creative with the stuff you do on there, and you got a pretty large following on there. Do you feel like Instagram's been, like, a pretty useful to- tool for you to, like, kind of help market your work and get it out there? Oh, yeah. Because, like, and
2: it's crazy because, like, Before I was just using Instagram to kind of bullshit, you know. I was like, all right, let me just throw just throw my day-to-day stuff on it, cause I had no idea how to use it. Yeah. But then after the Eddie Adams workshop and you know, hearing so many photographers using it, like uh, Ruddy Roy, you know, he was up at the Eddie Adams workshop. He talked, and you know, I got a chance to chop it up with him. Mm. You know, he was like, "Yo, Instagram was my portfolio." I was like, "Let me try that out. Let me see what happens." So like once. The Eddie Adams thing was over, and like Instagram featured me as like one of the one of the young uh, promising photojournalists or whatever. Yeah, um, followers went through to, Like it started with t- from a thousand to like ten thousand. I was like, you
1: must be like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, because my phone was buzzing all day. I'm like, what the hell
2: is going on? And people was like, yo, you don't know. I was like, why why is my phone b- buzzing off? Yeah, I'm getting all these followers and they showed me and everything, and I was like, oh, yeah. All right, let me start posting work on him, mm-hmm. and I just started posting. I was like, let me let me post all the different things I'm doing. Let me let me let me try to figure this thing out, and uh, um, then I got the second assignment from Instagram. Wow. they had me they had me shoot uh, portraits at the democratic yeah, National convention
1: i was gonna ask you about that you shot like like maxine waters yeah like that was that, john lewis kareem Abdul jabbar i can't yeah. say it correctly. yeah yeah how was that experience that was an amazing shoot i yeah. definitely anybody listening go check out anthony's website he's got some cool portraits yeah, on there
2: like uh so and i never told this <laughs> but the night before because I, w- I took amtrak to philly Okay. The night before, I was with I was with with a friend, and we was watching was watching a boxing fight. Um, Terence Crawford was fighting. Uh, he was fighting that night, and had a brownie. Okay. Now that brownie had some THC. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this shit ain't gonna hit me. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat this thing. I'm a big boy, and man. I was smacked out of my mind the next day. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Oh, my God, this cannot happen <laughs> at a worse time. Yeah. And somehow, some way, I wind up creating, like, and I, again, this is the universe talking, because I was, I was, like, I was a little bit nervous
1: going into it. Hell, yeah, man. These are, like, big politicians. Yeah, like, yeah, I I, like, I'd be sweating. <laughs> I was like,
2: man, I don't want to be out. I don't want to fuck this up.
1: Yeah. But uh, I
2: got there, and no, no one told me to bring a suit. Oh. Yeah. So like once one of the Facebook people during that time they was like, You don't have slacks? I was like, Nah, I you know, I swear to God, I did the whole shoot for the for those four days in in uh and nike dunks basketball shorts (laughs) business business casual (laughs) yo i did not have no idea about business casual i was i was wearing shit i will wear on i like like it (laughs) i was playing i was playing obnoxious i was playing rap obnoxiously okay and somehow some way that you know um the politic the politician they took to it i was like
1: so what did you do you basically because it looks like you shot it all in seamless so you kind of set up in a corner and just kind of tried to grab people when you could or how did that kind of so they
2: they they put us up in a suite now the suite is like this room okay um tight yeah so they had a couch they had a couch like over here and then so we was work we was literally working in the box they hired me two assistants and um so I was like, look, let's try to do three setups. Oh, wow. So they had one of the concrete, they had one of the sheetrock walls, spray painted. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the second setup was a gray, had a gray seamless uh, setup. And then third setup, I had a I had a big octobank I used that as a background because of the space we was in. Because I was thinking... I thought the space was going to be big, mm-hmm. but then it was small, so I was like, all right, let me, let's improvise here. I'm gonna use, Let's use this octobang. Yeah. It's like white But oh, That's
1: what you did with the John Lewis, and I think yeah, Maximum, and you just like backlit it, and then kind of filled it in. Yeah. Yeah, those came out really cool. Yeah, yeah, so we wound up doing
2: that for, for four days. Like I, I, I tried to do um the, the graffiti wall thing. It the only person it worked for was uh, Jesse Jackson, because... Um, I remember watching him on the, on this uh television show called it's a Different World. So um and he was a guest star on that show and uh I was like, Maybe this'll work for Jesse. Let's try to let's try and see what happens and um yeah, so we shot him on three and then I was like, the rest of these politicians did, they might be cornballs, so they this may this may not work. I am like, yo, they they might not be hip to the game. So let me let me just use this for Jesse Jackson and everybody else. Yeah. You know, we will put them we'll 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 do it like class we'll do classic portraiture for. Mm-hmm. And uh Instagram had me come up with the I
1: came up with the lighting plan and everything. That was
2: like, oh shit. He actually I was like, "Yeah, what the hell
0: are you expect?"
1: <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Like, uh, you must—did w- you feel like surprised when they called you for that gig? Because being, because yeah. your portfolio, like, you're is mostly like sports at that point. So you're like, you're like, what did you guys yeah, want to do? But,
2: <laughs> but what carried me was the portrait, because mm. Clay hadn't not been. Because one thing Clay did, he like he didn't just teach portrait. He was like, it's got to have meaning. So with. With the assignment he, he gave us, he, he was because like, at the end of the year, we got to come up with, we, like, aside from him teaching the different lighting techniques, uh, at the end of the year, you have to have, like, this portfolio. Yeah. You bring, like, his friends to come critique your portfolio. So, you know, he pulled me to the side and was like, I, I just don't want you shooting, like, portraits of athletes. Okay. Go and find out there why. Why are they, why are they fighting? And, they had me stumped for bit. I was like, oh shit, he's actually making me think. <laughs> so it's was like, all right. And he's like, yo, interpret it how you want, whatever the case, but I want, I want you to find out why they're, they're fighting. Why, why go through all this trouble to, you know, perform in front of millions of people. So uh, I actually took time to like, okay, let's go and talk to these guys. Let's go and like investigate. So because of, because of my body of work, in that class that is what that's what instagram looked at because they like i i put the work i did with clay up on my website yeah and they just looked it was like oh you could shoot how would you how would you like to shoot portraits for at the dnc i was like i'm game for it yeah because they were looking for they didn't want to use like so you know how at like the oscars and all these big award shows how they use like um portrait photographers for like yeah for the back for backstage stuff Mm -hmm. so that's approach instagram took and uh they want to use new people so um so my name came up and i was like oh shit yeah I, like i thought it was spam at first okay. I was like what the hell is instagram <laughs> me? it's like talking me again for like <laughs> and it's like no we want you to we want like we seriously want you to create these portraits over the next four days so it was like just come up with a lighting plan mm-hmm. and come up with a gear list and i showed them a lighting plan i had like and good thing again clay taught another he, Taught us how to write a treatment.
1: Okay, and create a whole yeah, like, they, storyboard. When you're working commercially, the client wants to know what they're gonna get. Yeah, it's not like you're working on a personal project. They want because they're spending money. They want to know what they're gonna what the end result's gonna be. Yeah, so once I showed them and I like I
2: took the time that day to write a whole treatment and mm. come up with a mood board how I was gonna photograph uh, these politicians. And next thing you know, they're like, "Oh, all right, game
1: on." That's awesome, man. I think that's the interesting thing about like Instagram is like yeah you can put your work out there and there's like a lot of creative ways you can use the tool like there's different ways people you can get i've seen so many interesting things people do with it and how they use it and you never know who's like looking at your work yeah, you
2: never know like
1: yeah like
2: so like me putting up the portraits and mm-hmm. putting up this fight stuff you know out of nowhere like adidas calls me and they're like hey we notice you're working with this kickboxer we're getting ready to sponsor mm. how would you like to do the ad campaign for it i was like yeah all right cool and this was at the time where i was just fresh out of clay's class damn so and i had no lights all like i swear to god for the ad campaign all i used was the sun and a white bed sheet hey man that's all you that's all you need man <laughs> don't gotta get fancy no no because i like and they was like they looked at me was like yo where's your lights i was like I ain't got no money but I'll show you i tell you what I researched this I <laughs> It'll figured, work Yeah it's going to work They yeah. was like You sure I was like look Richard Avedon done this Let me show you There you, you go <laughs> And I just put this shit up The whole And I did it right outside This gym mm-hmm. With the white shit up I waited uh, Waited till 12 Shot him And I showed They was like that looks like you have lights I was like
1: yeah. that's the thing you don't always need all those crazy tools like you can just have one camera and lens, one lens and make a badass picture yeah and
2: they were they, they they were surprised it was like yo all right let's throw him and it was through instagram mm-hmm. like me just posting photos of me with always with the fighters and camps and yeah. stuff and no, it, it, to even to this day it's like nobody looks at the website everybody's looking at it it's really? the grid.
1: yeah I actually had that conversation with someone I was saying how the website's is kind of like it's almost like a antique thing like because everyone if you think how everyone everyone is on their phone all the time right and everyone's just looking at Instagram and like I've even talked to like photo editors and they they're, that's how they find photographers now so i think it's like yeah you have to be really proactive about how you use it and try to find interesting ways and instead of just like spamming people but yeah you're really cool about how you just kind of put stuff you're working up on there and uh, yeah it's definitely interesting yeah i
2: try not to flood it too much with work i'd like yeah. i'll put in like my little pro wrestling yeah, yeah yeah if if anyone peeps like my instagram stories i'll put like little jokes over
1: yeah, you want to have like, your personality on there. Like, yeah. give people get a sense of who you are. It doesn't have to be all business all the time. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be doing that. Like, I, I'll post a joke. or I'll post like <laughs> like, um, even you know when I post an affirmation on there. Mm-hmm. That's another things like Clay. Like, because uh, he like Clay's a Clay's a deep guy. Yeah. And like, there's more. There's more than just like. Learn how to light with him, like you learn like life stuff. Like affirmations was a big thing for me, cause it was like you talk it, you speaking into existence, and it mm-hmm. happened. And yeah, you know, just so. And I take that like with what I do, even on Inst- on Instagram stories. Like if I'm not posting like a joke or like something I watch with pro wrestling or a yeah. portrait of somebody shot or or just like work, I'm test work I'm doing or whatever, mm. uh, like. I mix it up with the affirmations and definitely you know
1: and and no it's awesome and one thing I was kind of interested in talking to you about I always just kind of ask people about like kind of creating like your visual aesthetic or kind of your photographic signature is that something because like looking the thing that I really enjoy about your work and I think it's kind of like the type of photography I, I i gravitate towards is like it's just raw it's real it's not like because you know like when you get into the commercial world a lot of times it can become super polished and it's like almost like too perfect yeah. But but with your photography is that kind of what you're going after Is kind of especially with like the fighters you want this to be raw this kind of those people in their element is that yeah. kind of what you're like striving for
2: yeah because i saw how clay's pictures were and um and I kind of wanted, and I was like if I'm gonna be photographing these people i want it to I want it to hit home, I want it to be real, whether I'm photographing a fighter or whether I'm photographing like just anybody in general, I don't want it to be like super polished like I could do like any like I could do polish work, but i'd rather i rather not mm. I'd rather let i rather like keep it raw, keep Because yeah. again, you know. How i grew up was not like super polished or anything Mm. how how life's been for me has not been super polished and i kind of uh want my work to reflect that you know i like and i don't like how can i say this people know when it's like it's fake yeah like people know when it's like, like all right yeah you you say one thing but you do another or mm. like your art don't really reflect who you are so it's like with me it was like all right conscious decision like all right whatever i photograph or or who or where mm. it's gotta it's like it's authentic yeah it's gotta be authentic it's gotta be raw it's gotta be coming from here yeah you know it just can't be all about like fancy lighting and everything yeah. it's gotta be like yo you gotta yeah i gotta pour my yeah pour my soul into mm. what i'm doing and that's that's the kind of mentality i've had you know
1: yeah i know i love it like especially with the boxing stuff you kind of get a glimpse into these worlds that most people don't actually ever get to walk into with like those old gyms that have probably been there for like 75 years yeah. and, and even like you can still light it and make it fancy but you still get like the sense of like this that environment there's just so much history and like grit to it and yeah. it's just, it comes through in the photo i think i yeah. I, I love that type of stuff uh,
2: and again like a lot of gyms especially in brooklyn they're not they're not like cleaned up they're not um painted well you know like i've been to gyms where you see nothing but like you see a guy doing you see a whole team of fighters working out and you see water bugs climbing up the walls you see rats running around yeah. you know toilets clogged and everything but i'm like yo this is this is where it's at and like the work has got to reflect where mm-hmm. separate like you could add a you could add a light yeah. or whatever and try to but like to make it fancy i, I rather like the work if i'm going to be if i'm going to be photographing anybody like mm. the work not only has to reflect like my mm. my attitude my mentality but it's got to it's got to reflect like the type of environment they're in and know? who the and
1: who they are yeah
2: and like especially with athletes you don't have to be so you don't have to. Your work doesn't have to. I I feel like my work doesn't have to be so polished. Like yeah, you get like rid of little things like dust, and mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I like the I like scars on people. I like 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 abnormal abnormal shit. Like if they I
1: love a good black eye photo. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff, man.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I I like that sweat. If they got scars, if they're hurting, I'm like yo. Like I like that shit with people. Are like yo, why? Even like even fighters, they joke around. I'm like, yo, you can you retouch? I was like, man, yo, you got love handles, you got love handles. I yeah. can't. Yeah. You know, I can't sit up here. <laughs> That's why the they fuck. want you to like, retouch.
1: Love. <laughs> yeah, they're like, yo, can't
2: give me abs. I was like, man, you should worked out, man. Can't can't do that for you, bro. but but uh, uh but yeah, I just I try to mat I try to put that raw energy, try to put that raw
0: yeah
2: uh, aesthetic in there. Um
1: No, I love it, man. And one thing I was kind of curious about. Um, being there, fighting, photographing, photographing all these like different fighters and athletes and things. Like, what do you think the key is to like kind of like gaining their trust and kind of like getting in the door? Like, how do you kind of approach? Like, I guess you've been doing it a while now, but like when you first started, like because I think a lot of younger photographers they want to shoot that stuff. Yeah. But like, how do you kind of get in, your foot into a world where like you might not know about like that type of stuff that much? You know. Um.
2: The first thing would be to know what you're shooting. So you gotta, you gotta be. You gotta be a fan first. Definitely, you gotta like know. You gotta know what you're photographing, what you know, what's in front of you. Because if you just go in there and think, you know, you're gonna walk in there and like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just shoot this fighter. Photo's are not gonna have any context because you don't know what you're actually photographing. Yeah. So for me, like being a being a fan as a kid helped because, like, I was the one who went to the library and stole all like. The fight tapes, okay. all the, like
1: you know, I, the sport,
2: yeah. Because I would, like, I would take VHS tapes and everything, but not give them back because I'd be home. like, I was the kind of kid. While aside from like watching cartoons, I spent late nights watching um UFC tapes, okay, the old K1 Kickboxing Grand Prix tapes at night. So I was, I, I've been a fan, so no, and like, um. You know, having dabbled in martial arts a bit between karate and yeah. a bit of boxing, and then in the Marine Corps with the math program, you know, knowing the intricacies of of fighting, yeah. and aside from me, you know, fought in high school and not not high school in junior high school, and you know, knowing the intricacies of fighting and just fighting as a human nature, and yeah. you know, that that helped a lot. So just like they give you respect because you actually know like what you're fighting, and on top of that. You know, being a marine and been through combat, that that definitely like that's helped a lot more than me just being a fan. Because mm-hmm. like, first thing with these fights, you got to be human. Yeah, and that's that's with everything. Whenever you are photographing somebody, you got to be human first. Yeah. So once I, because at first I was just like the the, the big black guy with a the camera. They were like, yo fuck you doing what the fuck you doing yeah, yeah you're creeping me out I, all every almost everybody I photograph they'll tell you this they was like yo what the hell are you doing here why do you want to photograph us yeah so goddamn much so once they got talking to me and it was like yo where you from what did you do before this mm. once I started telling me hey yeah I was before I, a photographer I was in the Marine Corps been to Afghanistan been to combat this that and the third they were like Oh, yeah. shit and they and then they get interested like yeah. oh what's a war story you yeah. give us and it's like and we start getting
1: For sh- sure man because you're a fighter in a sense like you put it all on the line yeah like, right? so <laughs> and
2: they understand that and they you know um and they understand that i know what they're going through yeah so uh even to the point where like even with david branch uh i like before he goes in the fight you know we were like I often work out with him like like do all the weight training stuff with him and mm-hmm. you know we aside from like just being like his workout partner we we talk like because I like before I, we even pick up the camera I even pick up the camera and like shoot his camp or yeah. even with any fighter I just like talk to him just like see like what's going on with them. I'll even give him a phone I'll give him a phone call like yo how you doing yeah. what's life been like how you been how's the wife how's the your kids
1: you're a part of the community yeah um, and, you know, and yeah. I
2: respect i i have to respect that because they allowed me into their place so and i rather go into it as a human being more so than a photographer
1: yeah i think that's like the interesting thing i think i'm maybe more specific to sports like you said you have to be a fan of it like i kind of come from i started off shooting skateboarding photography i shot stuff for like thrasher and different skateboard magazines because i was i grew up skating i i still do right and if you're a photographer in skateboarding and you want to shoot professional skaters you have to be a skater yourself like because yeah. n- you got to have that respect you got to know the sport you got to know how to photograph it because if you don't they're going to be able to read it on you in one second if yeah. you don't know what you're talking about right. and i think that's probably applied to almost, almost any sport like i was going to ask you i saw you this photograph baseball the mets a few weeks ago and yeah. and i think it was the first time you had shot baseball correct how was that was that a challenge for you and like how did you kind of approach that
2: so Um, and it was so Brad gave me tickets to go watch the Mets and I was like yo not for nothing let's go aside from watching the game let's go just see the experience of like shooting baseball and I it was hard Yeah, it was hard as fuck like I know the sport but then it was like following it and seeing like
1: see like it's a different approach to shooting a it
2: way different approach and i'm like yeah and I, and I just did ask kind of like all right yo i'm gonna fuck this up but whatever let me let me go learn because i i you know i'm a guy I, I just like putting it out there like let me go fuck this up but let me go learn yeah and you know i shot it from these shot from the second row so mm. you know following the action on tv and following it in real life it's different and everything happens
1: fast. And it's such a bigger field. Like, a lot of your work, you're, like, up and close. Like, these yeah. fighters, you're up in their grill. Yeah. Where baseball, and even, like, football, those sports, I see, are so hard to shoot because it's this massive thing. And you have to be able to anticipate where action's going to happen.
2: Yeah. So, that, like, good thing I had a bit of knowledge on that. Because, man, like, first couple of frames, it was just like, <laughs> yo, what are you doing? Just give, just give it up. Put the camera down. And I was like, let me stick with it. Let me... Let's take our time, let's not, yeah, it's not fret, and like eventually i am surprised I walked away with those pictures. I was like, oh, all right, cool, if we have to visit this again, yeah, then i'm I'm a little bit more prepared, but that's but that's what I did in fighting because I was like, I may not know how to sh- let me let me go fuck up, yeah, let me go uh, do trial, trial, narrow, let me go discover what i and let me go discover what I need to do, how how I need to photograph this." so um and i applied the same approach with baseball i did did some photo research Mm -hmm. um i've always been watching baseball it was just like i needed to get my feet wet somehow to be able to like see and feel how it is to shoot it and Mm -hmm. uh i did okay but it was like all right if anything i was like all right now we know okay if yeah if Somewhere along the lines of me shooting people punching each other in the face you know, I get I get hired to shoot this thing we have some sort of Yeah. We have some sort of idea of what we're doing.
1: Yeah, no, it's cool man. You kinda build on each job and kinda keep getting better and better I guess and uh you know one thing a couple more questions i was i was looking at your website and you've done some cool stuff you photographed the rizza from the wu-tang clan and oh yeah prodigy from mob deep rest in peace uh so is the music stuff something you like photographing as well
2: yeah because i'm i like i grew up listening to a lot of i grew up listening to rap a whole lot you know so um and then and again that was something i was like yo aside from the sports I would like to photograph a couple of these guys. So, um, I think what is it? Prodigy was the first one. Wow. The first rapper I shot.
1: Good him. good that's a good guy to start with. <laughs> yeah, that was
2: he was the first. Like and it was crazy because it was on a Monday, I was home editing, and then I get a call from uh this lovely lady. Her name is Vicki Toback. She's she's the author of this book called Contact High. Mm. Um she called, she's like, What are you doing? I was like Nothing, just editing. She was like, "How you like to shoot, Prodigy? I was like, "Where and when?" <laughs> She's like, "She's like, right now." He's, I'm at pearls interviewing him wow. about uh, his health book or whatever. And I just packed up. I packed up uh, my lights because I have, I have a set of Elacrome uh, lights. Oh, nice. So I so I packed those up. Packed in my big ass bag. Got on the train. Got the pearls. So it was. So when she was interviewing him, she started interviewing him. And then I sat in on instead of prepping my photo gear, I was just like sitting and listening because you know, it like I was like let me let me hear let me let me hear some of his thoughts because I'm like yo, I'm right there with prodigy I'm listening, and you know he started talking he was like him and havoc met through photography in high school wow and, you know out of nowhere I just started I asked him if, I, I threw in a chime like did you know Malcolm X like was like aware of his visual image he went into it and I was like holy shit so. um <laughs> And then we started. She, I tell you, he was an absolute gentleman. Like he gave me, he's like, "Yo, whatever you need, mm. I got you. No need to rush." So I went, wow, that's the
1: dream subject right there.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Holy shit! How the hell did I get Prodigy?" Yeah, and you know, we I spent like two hours photographing him or whatever. I didn't even set up no lights. I was like, I, I brought all these lights. I'm like, "Yo, you, you're not even gonna set this shit." up? I was like, "Fuck it! All right, it's Prodigy. You probably don't even need any lights." And um. Man, I walked away from that shit Like, you couldn't tell me nothing for the rest of the day yeah. I was like, look, I shot Prodigy That's it, I made it The shook it. ones, man Yeah, shook ones <laughs> And then that following year You know, I get a phone call from Vicky She's like, did you, did you know he died? I was like, what? Yeah And, you know, she was like, yo, turn on the news And he was all over the news and everything mm. And she, she was like, yeah, I talked to the manager Your shit was the last, like, portrait shoot he wow. Had ever
1: Wow, that's crazy that That's intense, man. And that
2: he's the first, like, rapper I ever, like, because I haven't, I haven't, I didn't even cry when I was in the Marine Corps. I, I, you know, I lost, guy. you know, yeah. guys died. He was the first, like, rapper, like, I shed tears for, because I was like, yo, that was, that was personal. That was a personal shoot. And,
1: it's an amazing experience. You yeah, got to spend two hours with that guy. The guy's a legend.
2: Yeah. And, you know, like, the photos didn't get published by the because it was supposed to be for the fader but they didn't want to run with it because these you know they're at I guess you know they're into the now they didn't want to run it so I wound up like owning them but like so it wound up becoming like a personal show I was like fuck it I look anytime you get a, a special project I was like look I ain't complaining. I don't yep. care if I get paid for this I'll, or not. I'll,
1: I'll pay you to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like,
2: I was like, yo, I got, I got these, I got these great pictures of him. And then that morning, like when she told me, and then I found out, oh shit, he died. It, um, it broke my heart, but to see like other rappers, like he had beef with, they were sharing my images.
1: Oh I was wow. Like, yeah, they kind of take on a life of their own after that.
2: Yeah, I was like, yo, man. My job's. Done. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's amazing, man. I, I, that's a really cool experience. I think that's just kind of the interesting thing about photography. I say it over and over again, but it's just like you never know what's gonna come around the corner.
2: No, and I'm like, I thank God I was home that day because anybody else would have been like, No, I'm busy. I yo, know, I when I said packed with the quickness and I ran to the train station. Yeah. Like I didn't even remember what like like camera was in the bag already. Yeah. Lights, I. I moved so quick. It
1: was not like you're ready to go, man. Yeah. That's one thing I was going to mention that I had a lot of respect for on your website, on your contact thing. I love it. It says my cell phone's on twenty four seven, and then the best thing is you have an email. You're like your number one email is like your regular one, and then you're like if I don't contact you back within the first eight hours, here's my second email, and if I don't contact you back after that email, I got a third email. So <laughs> yeah. It's like I respect the hustle, man. You're just like ready and ready to go, and you want to shoot, man. Yeah, yeah, it-
2: man. That's that, that's because I'm like yo, because I like throughout my career is always like when, as I start getting jobs, it's always been. Instead of like, on side of being, everything being planned out, I've had a, like a lot of jobs that was like, yo, I'll, I'll God jump, cancel at the last minute. Can you do it? And, you know, I became Mr. Last Minute and, you know, just. New client. new Just new client. Like, um, last, I want to say last summer, because at the time I was working the street ball thing, and out of nowhere, um, a client that I was working with Nike called. It was like, yo, we got a guy, he's out the country. Um, can you go shoot a game at uh at this high at this high school for us? I was like, Yeah, sure, no problem. There's like they gave they gave me like a little brief. I I literally had a train ride to read it and go go capture it and they was like, Oh shit And I delivered the images like on like as soon as I was done with the game, found like somewhere to go edit and send the images out, they was like, Oh shit. Yeah, man. Oh, let's keep using you. So through throughout um throughout time i like became mr last minute that's why like all my contacts i I was like yo (laughs) if you need something like yo here's where you can find me here's where you can call me and i've never turned down a phone call or email message
1: That's where you gotta be man yeah you never knew who's gonna call but that's awesome well um i guess it's kind of my last question to wrap up like um, is there anything you're kind of working on now or anything you're looking to pursue in the future with your photography, any kind of goals you got or anything?
2: Well, oh, man, I got a couple goals. Yeah. One, <laughs> one goal in mine is WWE. Okay. That's that's what I'm looking at right now because it's like I grew up with pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's like, I'm not going to lie, I'm like a huge fan of it. So when, like, for example, when uh, ESPN called me to go cover uh SummerSlam weekend. It was a two it was two-day weekend involving two of WWE's biggest shows, NXT Takeover and then the SummerSlam. Um some the SummerSlam event cuz I was aside from shooting, I was also assisting Nick LaHam okay for that sending images out as the matches were going on and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, that that was like side system they was like, "Yo, you can shoot if you can, please shoot." I was like hell yeah because yeah. right. yeah. they gave me a call they was like yo we need a, we're looking for a guy who knows wrestling and i'm like ah i know wrestling and it was like "Go, you're shooting nxt and you're shooting SummerSlam." and um it it was a good time and it was a good learning experience because i didn't have much uh i didn't have much time with photo mechanics so it was a good it was a good exercise um to under like see to work in operates. that yeah. getting the workflow Of how to Like handle yeah. images And everything mm-hmm. And I got to Live my dream of shooting my, That was my first Like WWE event. Like live event wow. I got to shoot And then after that It was Because before Like I had put it out In the universe I went to shoot Pro wrestling So my first Pro wrestling show I shot Was uh, It was from This other promotion Called Ring of Honor
1: Okay And I think that's On your website right Yeah Yeah okay yeah
2: I think so If not It's on the Instagram Okay so, a friend of mine, I did, I did a job for him, you know, because he's a fitness instructor, and whatnot. And uh, he was like, "How do you want me to pay you?" I was like, "I don't want you to pay me." He's said "I want you to get me a ticket to Ring of Honor. They're having the, one of the biggest pay-per-views. Get me a ticket, and I'll, I'll I'll do the rest." So he got me a ticket. I brought my camera, snuck my camera in, shot the whole show. Nice. I was like, "All right, we're gonna put this out." I want to put this out in the universe. I want to do pro wrestling. A year later, the WWE thing came. Nice. I, for because ESPN hooked that up, and then I was like, "Look, we got to keep shooting this thing." And like, I'm put out in the universe some way, somehow. I want to be shooting pro wrestling, especially the WWE.
1: Hell, man. Yeah, you'll get there, man.
0: Hell yeah. yeah.
2: So that's that's one of that's one of the goals, right? That's one of the goals. Um, the second goal is. Uh, Keep doing the sports thing. Take it. Keep shooting um, high-profile boxing fights. Mm. Um, Shoot as much MMA as possible. Do do everything that I'm doing now. I want to be getting better. I want to be getting better. I want to be like doing it on a bigger level. I want to be, and at the same time, not lose myself. Yeah. Because you know, you know, once you start becoming successful, you kind of like lose. So I I still want to like remain grounded, humble. And, and, and humble yeah. confident but don't like it's key don't 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 lose yourself in that don't 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 all of a sudden you know think you know it all because you don't
1: yeah exactly you know? so. no it's a good attitude to have man definitely respect um but Anthony man that's one thanks so much for taking the time to come on here it was a real pleasure talking to you
2: yeah man it was
1: cool <laughs> and uh I guess for everyone listening where's the best place to check out your work
2: so you got a you got a couple places to check out the work um if you want to you want to uh, you want the work plus some wrestling commentary plus some some jokes here and there you can go on my Twitter at Brooklyn Sun I repeat you can go on Twitter at Brooklyn Sun now if you you just want Instagram work and you you know you want to kind of sh- look at the Instagram stories I may throw a pro wrestling joke here and there check me on Instagram at Anthony B Gethers. I, I got the work on the feed I got I may throw you some loops on uh, Instagram stories, maybe a joke. There may be some social commentary, but, you know, I have a good time. And then if you want, you want the professional stuff without the social commentary and whatnot, you can check me out on anthonygethersphoto.com.
1: Perfect, man. Thanks, Anthony.
0: Yeah, no problem. So there you have it. That was the Anthony Gethers interview. I want to thank Anthony so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. I've been a fan of his work for a while now, so it was a real pleasure getting a chance to speak with him. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Definitely go check out Anthony's website at anthonygethersphoto.com, as well as his Instagram, anthonybgethers. And uh, yeah, just want to let you know I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, as well as on my website, alexgagnephoto.com and on my Instagram, at alexgagnephoto. Thanks so much for listening and take care.